yeah. sets of... Okay, I've got my... I think I'm I know going, I'm going to get Yeah, I'm going for eight. I'm going for eight as well. Here we go. Hey! hey. Here we are. Rounds eight is the correct game. answer. One or after two. What we do here is go back, 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 back. And we're back. And we are back. The Bros and Brews podcast. Another episode coming to you live from multiple locations. Yeah. I don't know why I, don't know why I said that, but yeah. people might think we're in a, I could be in Auckland. You know, no, it could be. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's live for us, not necessarily <laughs> the people listening. But but when you listen to it, it feels live. Oh, you're, you're right here with us. Because, of course, folks, we listen to our own podcast. It's the only way to ensure quality control of, uh, of the product that we're, they're putting, we're putting out true. No, you're true. Into, into the world. <laughs> I feel like this is reflective of the daisiness of my Saturday. Doziness? Daisy. Is daisiest a word? Da- daisy. Da- it's a da- it's sh- daisy day? Hazy day. Well, you'd say doziest, but you'd doziest. say daisy. Feeling very Daisiest should today. be a word. Dozy? It's... Sh- it should be. We'll it's put not, it in. We'll put it in it the dictionary ourselves. We'll, we'll put it in the um in the description and we'll see if uh Spotify and Apple and stuff pulls us up. We should say actually, to top things off, um we are now available on a bunch of uh other servers that we haven't been in the past. So if you're listening to us today on the first of August, or whenever you're listening, uh on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you can now find the podcast on a bunch of different servers. Uh Podchaser Deezer, there's all sorts of of different weird and wonderful things. So we know a few people would hit us up who don't subscribe to the mainstream Apple Podcasts, Spotify <laughs> things. So we've listened, we've listened, and we're now available on iHeartRadio. Came through today. We just thought, you know what? We've been going for over a couple of months. We're going to try and get out there on as many different different services as possible. So feel free to um, listen on something else if you want to. But anyway, enough waffle. How are you, Matt? I'm well, thank you. I am well. Uh, yep, Auckland is still treating me how it has been treating me the past couple of weeks. She's just, consistent. She's consistent. She's consistent. So yeah, just on the work grind, uh, enjoying my days off, and yeah, looking forward to uh, the momentum of work, uh, the shift that's going to be coming soon. Hasn't quite happened, uh, but it, it will be coming very soon, so looking forward to that still. How about how cool. about yourself? How are you, how are you feeling? I know you've been feeling... Feeling down oh, look, for it's quite been, some time. It's been a rough week health-wise. Um, hopefully, hopefully turning the corner. But yeah, you know what, man? I just kind of realised that I sort of I don't feel like I've been full health since basically for most of this year. Obviously, mm. you go through periods where you where you feel fine for like a day or a week. But I think the going winter to winter now at this point has kind of finally worn me down. Like mm. I think my body's just really wanting to get some spring weather or some Heck summer yeah. or, or, and still just feeling very tired, yeah. if I'm honest, quite yeah. tired. Um, and that's okay. That's okay. As I said uh, this week on a, on a Instagram story post, it's all right to be tired. It's right it to not feel a hundred percent. It's yep. okay to just wake up some days and, and not be feeling it. And this week's been one of those weeks. But I tell you what, I'm excited to be here today, and I should give a very important shout out. Today is my dad's birthday. Yo, so, Daddy! Happy birthday, Dad! Happy birthday! Um, 
got a little little something planned for dinner tonight. I'll be donning the proverbial apron and and putting something delicious in the oven. I'm just going to say it now because this ain't coming out before tonight. <laughs> uh, we're going pork belly. We're going oh. big pork belly roast, roast potatoes, uh, green beans. Dad's a big fan of green beans and probably a coleslaw as well. And um, if he's lucky, there might be a very very special birthday cake coming as well um, oh, yeah. I'm happy birthday, right now mm. hope you listen to this you might not in which case no happy birthday for you you'll just have to settle for uh, the, the standard <laughs> vocal and uh, card written formats yeah um, before we get into the question for this week I wanted to say something really quickly about last night I watched the movie last night that was fantastic and I just wanted to plug it because mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen it have you? Are you aware of the movie Eurovision Song Contest: The oh, Story of Fire Saga? My gosh, the story of Fire Saga! It is. I have seen it. It is amazing. What a movie! <laughs> it's so oh, good. What a movie! It's we so put it good. on last night. I was like, eh, ninety minutes. This will be light. And I came away from it. I was like, this. If if I can watch this two or three more times and it's as good as it was this time, it might compete for the old stepbrothers crown. Yeah, I probably yeah. won't. No. But I watched that movie last night and the long, the sort of more it went on, I was like, damn, this has some serious momentum. Yep. The music's great. By the end of it, I was just like, just waving <laughs> my hands and sort of <laughs> slow, you know, concert, lighter in the air. If you're, if you're looking for a soft light, Will Ferrell and Rachel McAdams, Firestorm, he says appropriately, of a movie, watch this movie on Netflix because... Man, what a way to spend ninety minutes! It's so it's so good. You're so right. I think yeah, like the little the little momentum shifts throughout it. The um, Will and Rachel's kind of yeah dynamic uh, together as a couple was just just amazing. I've always been a fan of Will Ferrell. Like honestly, mm. I could really watch any of his movies. Um, and yeah, you just throw Rachel McAdams in the mix there, and it's just it is it's brilliant. It's absolutely light hearted, brilliant movie. You know what? I came away from it wanting to watch Eurovision. I've never yeah, yeah. had any interest in watching Eurovision. I think, and I think with movies that ha- are based on uh, real events, like mm. another one for me this year was Ford vs Ferrari. Uh, I'm not yeah. really a motorsports guy, but I watched that movie, which is like two and a half hours long. And I came away from it, and I was like, "Of course, I want to watch 24 hours at Le Mans. Of course, <laughs> I want to spend a whole day watching cars go around a track. This is the most interesting real event that's happening in the world. Why have I never had interest in it? The same last night about Eurovision. So, mm-hmm. I mean, if a movie achieves that, regardless of whether it's satire or like semi-documentary or based on a true story, I think they've done done the job. But anyway, I didn't want to take away from, from the question for this week or anything, but I thought, you know what? Get that little movie recommendation out there. People getting through the tv asking for stuff we're running dry on new content there's a movie for you right there you're welcome you won't regret it yeah definitely definitely uh and yes to move into this question it's kind of it's it's on similar lines to last week but it's not um and i don't quite know how to word it uh correctly but from do you find in just your everyday life um they're just being not not superstitious but just a lot of coincidences things that you've kind of clocked that have just felt oh that's a that's a very big coincidence that happening i guess much like you how you were saying last week how you were in london and old um friends walked past the the Mm. front door like are there any 
you know, weird, strange coincidences that you just kind of clock in your everyday life being like, huh, huh. Yeah, I think, I mean, has there been something this week that's made you specifically yes. ask a question? Can yeah. I, what, of before course. I respond? No, no, I will, give you, a, I will give you an you example. You send me down a little, a little a track. <laughs> um, it happened twice, and it's really weird. It happens quite often with me. Um, so I was at work, and I was writing down a piece of information on a piece of paper, and it was something to do with um, a customer and time and, and pick up and things like that. Anyway, I was writing, will pick up tomorrow on this piece of paper. And as I was writing tomorrow, the song that was playing in the store, the lyric was tomorrow. As I was writing the word tomorrow on this piece of paper. Weird. And it was just this, I kind of stopped halfway through and I was like, well, that's weird. But it happens quite often. I'll be writing something down or I'll be typing or I'll be reading something and then I will orally um, hear the word or, or thing that I am doing. Hmm. Um, and then the other thing as well is that, you know, as we know, I don't have my license, um, but I have a very loving mother who will take me places That's if I need to. gun license, folks, and <laughs> I support you in that, Matt. I, on the other hand, no, driver's license. <laughs> driver's license. Um and we were, she was taking me to work the other day and uh, Taylor Swift's new song, Cardigan, came on the radio. And yep, lovely, pleasant, and it was, it was nice to listen to, new, go listen to it. Um, not a big Tay-Tay uh, fan, but it's there. I don't like Taylor Swift at all, so no. don't listen to it. Yeah. No, listen I, to it. Yeah, no. Let's I, get we controversial, all let's get... <laughs> <laughs> um, but then she also picked me up from work on that same day, and as we were driving back to my apartment... Taylor Swift, Cardigan, came on the radio again, but at the exact same place on where it came on in the morning. So we were literally driving past the same set of stores, same oh, really? intersection, and the same song was playing at the exact same moment. And my mind just went, whoa, almost like um, almost like deja vu, but it wasn't quite deja vu. But I'm like, yeah. this this happened this morning and that happens quite often as well i know radios recycle through songs and use the same things over and over again but it was just the fact that we were in the exact same spot as we were in the morning and the exact same song was playing yeah that i mean that is quite unlikely and mm. and leads you to ask that question right yeah like, what are the chances of of that and i think it, it's probably just a reflection on us as humans, I think we we are really, really impressionable beings. Yeah, and we search for patterns, and we we like pattern recognition. Not everyone, I'm sure. Some people were quite blissfully unaware of stoplights going green a hundred times in a row, or you know, you you being on a street and all the cars that are parked there are all silver, and you go, oh, what are the? Mm. But yeah, mm. you you make a good point that radio specifically, I think, is particularly if you don't if you don't listen to radio that much or you listen to radio a lot and you selectively listen like i don't really listen to radio that much at all because Mm -hmm. for the last couple of years i haven't spent much time in cars but just the other day last saturday last friday and last saturday i was driving the car no sorry i think it was all on saturday saturday morning driving the car and a song came on i can't remember who who is the artist, but it's that song Trumpets. Oh, yep, yep. And the trumpets, Timmy... they go. Oh, that one. Isn't that Jason Derulo? Yep. 
Yep. Yep. It is. I can yep. hear him in my head now. And, <laughs> um, yeah, I was in the car with Fran and Fran went, God, I hate this song. I thought fair enough. And then later on in the afternoon, I turned the radio on again and the radio person was like, and the next song on a different station is like a throwback to this song, Trumpets. I was like, uh, oh, yeah. really? Again? <laughs> and then I was at, um, at a little shindig that night at a friend's place and she was doing requests and someone's request, their throwback was trumpets again. And she was like, she was like, Oh, I love the song. Everyone hates the song, but I love it. And I was sitting there being like, not only do I not know if I like the song or really dislike the song, it seems weird to have heard it three times in one day when I've probably not listened to it at all since the first six months of it coming out. But all this is to say, yeah, I think I'm a big noticer of, mm. of coincidence and chance. And I think probably that, like, I quite like gambling as, as a concept. Like, yeah, all yeah, of the yeah. stuff to do with chance, whether it's sports or a love of, like, poker and blackjack and beating the odds and probability. And, but yeah, I think I noticed that sort of stuff. And like you said, it, for me, it's probably linked to what we talked about last week with superstition. Like if, if I looked out the window and there was one bird and I looked down now at you and then I looked up and there's two birds and then I looked down and then a minute later there's three birds and I looked down and then there's four, you know, like I would probably in my brain go, what are the chances of, of this? So yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, yeah I notice yeah. it quite, quite a lot, but maybe that's just a, like an observation thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah. Know, maybe being more aware of, of the possibilities of lots of stuff happening. I mean, I've always thought it would be really, really interesting if some, I mean, I know Snapchat years ago brought in the whole, the map filter thing to Mm -hmm. see, um, you know, certain friends of yours and what cities they're in. But I always thought it would be interesting to have some kind of app, which would never get approved for privacy reasons of say Wellington or Auckland or whatever city you're in, London, and it just, you could go on and see every single person that you know in your sort of maybe 5K radius, 10K radius, just to give you an idea of when you run into someone and you go, oh, what are the chances of that? Like if if, if I was in Wellington but had a map and saw that, oh, actually there are 90 people that I know in town, so the chance of me running into someone running into that someone. I know is quite is quite a high yeah. i've always thought that would change our opinions on like how we view oh what are the chances of running into oh that's a bit of coincidence mm. um but yeah love coincidence yeah love a bit of um oh that's i think also i think we probably quite like when we observe that these happen oh, these yeah. things happen because it makes us go well i've noticed that i've noticed that yes i've <laughs> i've been aware like you were probably in the car that time and you probably like, well, I wonder if anyone else has noticed this. Is anyone else having the same? Maybe, maybe the matrix movie is responsible for us. us. Yep. <laughs> that kind of thinking. We've been unplugged. We've been unplugged. Yeah. Oh, I think it's probably conspiracy culture and all of that stuff. Lack of trust of the universe gen- generally, but Yeah. Love a coincidence, yeah. and uh, I'm going to be keeping an eye out on this bird for the rest of the episode, and yeah, I'll just see if any friends join it, or <laughs> if it returns like every every ten minutes. And uh, and actually, one thing that I should say, and this is probably relates to who I am as a, like as a person, the way my brain works. 
completely unrelated yet i think it probably is like when i have to sit down and do some work or probably back more at like university and school days i can only start on the hour or on the half Ah. like and i think this is a procrastination thing more than Mm -hmm. anything Mm -hmm. i used to always like if it was one 22 p.m. I'd go. Well, I'll just wait to 1:30, and then I'll know that I sat down. 1:30, I started. I can do an hour's work. Or really bad though, because you know, say it's 1:04 p.m., then you're like, well, I'll give myself 26 minutes. And then <laughs> so my brain works like that. Like yeah, I make yeah, yeah. time excuses and try and be even, and and uh, you know, that's down a whole another path. But the the trying to make links in productivity and how you can, you know. What I'm saying is I love to make excuses based on chance. So, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. To answer your question, yes. Yes. Big yes. Big fan. <laughs> nice. Um, well, hey, I mean, just to keep this rolling forward, um, this week we put a question up on our Instagram uh, story, basically, you know, just looking at what, what you guys wanted to wanted to listen to and what, what you wanted us to talk about. Uh, and we had a lovely suggestion in this week. Um, to basically just cheer, uh, share a little bit of our childhood. To cheer. To cheer. Woo! (laughs) Cheer our childhood. Woo! We're old now. Um, but yeah, you know, basically we've, we've all had, uh, childhoods and we've all gone through our own thing. So really we're just going to quickly, quickly share a little bit of our, um, childhood, whether that be a story or a full, uh, a culmination of, of, of events in our, in our childhood and where what got us to where we are now. But, um, yeah, I mean, do you want to, do you want to, do you want to kick us off, bro? Where, yeah, where do I you want to start? I think discussions of childhood are really interesting because like when you're, when you're seven years old, you're in the midst of, of that certain stage of childhood. And there's not a lot of, I imagine a lot of reflection of like, when I was five, I did this mm. and you get slightly older and probably you know, maybe by the time you're like 13 or 14, you know, you're kind of old enough to reflect on primary. Like there's mm. a certain age where you go over to being like, all right, I'm in a different stage of child. I can yeah, now reflect yeah. on that. And now I feel like we're kind of at an age where we, where we take child, our childhood and we really just put it into blocks, whether it's pre-secondary school and secondary school, or whether you have some, you know, you say you, you moved house as a kid like mm-hmm. you break it down into that i remember that part and i remember this part or i remember the social aspects of my childhood and the school aspects of my childhood but in the end like we've had so much information that it's i, I think it can be harder and harder for us to remember childhood oh, yeah. particularly yeah, yeah. obviously because now we're making more and more memories post you know being 15 or 16 or 17 or whatever and I remember having this conversation with someone um, quite a lot, you know, a few years ago about how when people get into relationships with with other people, you know, the older they are, the older you are when you get into a new relationship with someone, the more you, ha- the more memory you have to go through. Mm. And I thought that was a really interesting, like, thought of like, huh, if you say you meet the love of your life at at 36 you have 35 years worth of stuff to eventually kind of give them an idea about and probably your childhood is super condensed whereas if you Mm. met someone at 18 the childhood is everything you bond about exactly and and nowadays like you and i on the podcast when we're catching up with people the the near past 
is so much more talked about than like the f- the long ago past. So I think it's really nice, and it was really nice just su- su- suggestion from that listener for us to just take some time, just sit down and and talk about about childhood. But I guess the first thing I was going to ask is like, do you like do you have a good childhood memory? Do you remember quite a lot of it? Um. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. I had a. I had a. I did have a good childhood. I mean. I just grew up with uh, mum and my grandma and grandfather. We all lived in mm-hmm. the same house. Um. And yeah. I. Th- I think you know. As I got older, obviously, me and mum started to move away, and mum had um partners, and you know, I definitely grew up with a few different of uh, mum's partners. So mm-hmm. it was. Yeah. I had. I guess, yeah, different segments of my childhood. It didn't feel like, you know, we weren't in the same house um, yeah. all the way until high school kind of thing. So I, I felt like I had quite of a lot of different segments, as you were saying, to my childhood yeah. and different memories and things like that. Um, but yeah, no, I think I, I definitely didn't have a bad childhood, but I don't think, I mean, oh, define normal, you know, I don't think yeah, I had yeah, a normal yeah, yeah. childhood, but yeah. But that, do you remember kind of it quite... Um you know, some people have really specific first memories from when they're four and can remember being their six-year-old birthday party. And then I'm yeah. more down the other end of the spectrum. I don't really remember that much from, uh, like, say, pre-2006. I'll just throw a year out. I remember mm-hmm. being at my primary school and I remember I can picture some lunchtimes and, and, you know, games that I liked and that sort of thing. But I don't have a really specific general long-term memory of of particularly early childhood say zero to 10 or whatever yeah. like, do you have quite a spe- specific memories or is it all kind of a wash now nah, uh, th- there are a few specific memories i mean i the very first memory i remember is my as you were saying is my fifth birthday mm-hmm. i remember i remember my fifth birthday um because it was a smiley face cake uh, it was yellow, and it had a, a face on it, obviously, because it's a smiley face. And when you pressed its nose, um, it sang, you are my sunshine. That's cool. Um, and then it was also a magnet, so we were able to put it on the on the fridge. And every time I went into the kitchen, uh, I would go up to it, press it, and it would sing, you are my sunshine. <laughs> What a cake design. And yeah. what a great memory. Yeah, yeah. So that was, yeah, that's one of my earliest memories. Um, and then, yeah, you're so right. I can remember uh, lunch times. I can remember breaking my arm at the bottom field of school one day, mum having to come and pick me up. Um, I remember absolutely destroying myself on the on the monkey bars one time uh, during class, during PE. And, yeah, no, I, I definitely, I mean, I don't think, I don't remember everything, um, but there are definitely some little tidbits of my childhood which um, I do I do remember. But you're so right. I mean, I get to high school and I can almost remember majority of things throughout high school and stuff. But that's because it's closer to where we are now. Yeah, and it's weird that like significant events like breaking your arm that that doesn't surprise me that you remember that because like physically as a sensation mm, mm, and mm. all the things that's around that would be pretty difficult to remember. But I, I mean, I have some memories that aren't. At the time, when if I was to describe them to you, they wouldn't seem that special. Yeah. But I guess for whatever reason, some they've lodged themselves in whatever part of the brain and whatever cortex that remembers that stuff. And there are some memories. Was like, yeah, of course I remember that. Like I came, one thing came up to me uh, recently when I saw that it had been ten years since the All Whites were at the World Cup and um oh, yeah. and playing Italy. And I like 
went, oh my God, I remember that so specifically being at my mate's house. It was four in the morning. His dad had gone to sleep because he thought we we're going to get thrashed. New Zealand goes one nil up. Like I can remember that so well. Mm, mm, and then mm. probably months of stuff around that. I, I, I don't really remember. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I, I thought memory and just the whole us talking about childhood as, as a whole, it's a really interesting place to start because I'm sure you talk to some people that have really, really detailed memories of childhood and then some people that it's just like painting by numbers, like three or four different different blocks of colour. Yeah, um, yeah. But I know you wanted to talk about um, your experience with sports as a kid and I think sports is such a significant part of a not everyone's, but for people that really enjoyed sport, sport is such a significant part of, of childhood and sadly is something that a lot of us kind of lose touch with, at least in actually engaging in sport as we get older. Um, and you were a kid that that loved loved sport. Was it a range of sports? Yeah, or- it was. Yeah, it was an absolute range. Um, yeah, basically the story starts when I was about six years old uh, and I wanted to play rugby. Uh, but obviously at that age it was just uh, touch rugby and yeah. yeah I remember I remember remember playing it and it was so much fun and there was this one big game uh, right at the end of the season that we were playing and we were playing everything was going sweet it was a lot of fun um, and then all of a sudden I got tackled um, by another really big kid <laughs> he was really big he tackled Huge me for six <laughs> yeah <laughs> he tackled me um, and I broke my nose um, or I either smacked my nose so hard that I just started pouring with blood um, and but he went off the sideline mum came up to me making sure that I was okay and after that happened she was like okay we're not playing rugby anymore and I was really upset because I wasn't, you know, she wasn't letting me play it because I got hurt. Um, and then, so after that, I moved to football, moved to soccer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I started playing soccer pretty, you know, all the way through primary pretty much. Um, I was a striker um, for a long time. And then I started moving down. I moved into a midfield and then I moved into defense. Um, and then I actually ended up being a, a goalkeeper. Uh, which I absolutely loved being a goalkeeper. Um, And then, yeah, so I played that for a few years and then I kept on getting really good at it. Um, And then I was able to to go and try out for um, the Waikato squad. So really? Yeah, man. Yeah. So here I was, what is it? Year, I think six, seven, eight. Um, I was uh, playing uh, for Waikato and those younger age groups. So we were traveling... um, you know, to Tauranga and Napier and different places to go and play football and stuff like that, which was so much fun. Um, and then at the same time, during summer, I was playing cricket. I was a wicketkeeper, which went with the with the goalkeeping. I was Give very good with my gloves. Hands. Yeah, exactly. I was great, great hand-eye coordination. So Get him yeah. in the garden. Give him some gloves. <laughs> the weeds will have no chance. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I was doing that pretty much all the way through primary and intermediate, playing those two mm. sports. Um, and yeah, I was, I was really, I was really good at football. I was really good at goalkeeping. And then I got to high school in year nine and, you know, obviously new environment, new people. And it came to trying to figure out what sports we were all going to play and what we were going to do. And I remember everyone asking me, Oh, you know, what do you play? I'm like, Oh, I play, I play football. And they're like, nah, I play representative football for the youth of Waikato. Thank you very much. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) 
all right, don't paint it like that. Um, and yeah, I was, I was like, oh, yeah, I play football. Oh, nah, come play rugby, man. Come play rugby. Like, you're massive. Come play rugby. So I basically got peer pressured into going and playing rugby. So I trialed out for the under-14s um, at my school, and I was an absolute beast. I was I was insane. Um and I was that insane that I actually ended up captaining the under-14 squad. Um, and I completely dropped football. I just, everyone was like, nah, come play rugby. I was like, cool, sweet, I'm not playing football. So I captained the under-14s. I captained the under-15s. And then I captained the under-16s. This is going up in the years, obviously. Hmm. Um, and then we got to year 11, under-16s. And uh, one of the boys in the first 15 got injured. So they called me up to go and play in the first 15 squad for a game. So went to the first 15 squad, played, got man of the match, absolutely destroyed. Um, and then they basically came up to me after the game being like, hey, would you, uh, would you like to stay uh, in the first 15? So I had to go back to my under 16 squad at school and tell them, hey guys, sorry, um, but I'm moving to the first 15. So left them, went to the first 15, played first 15, year 11 12 13 and in year 13 I captained the first 15 as well so it was just really funny from a young childhood playing rugby being not allowed to play it going to football and then as soon as I get to high school playing rugby again I remember mm-hmm. my mum telling me uh later in my rugby days just like I'm I'm so sorry <laughs> that she took me away from rugby because I was obviously yeah. naturally gifted at it. But when it got to high school, I had a, a drive to be able to play. And uh, alongside playing at high school, every single year, um, I also represented Waikato as well. So I played under 14s, 15s, 16s, Harlequin 17s. Um, but then in year 13, when I was captaining um, the first 15, I didn't get selected for the Chiefs 18s. Mm. Um, which I was really gutted about. Um, yeah, I can so, imagine. Yeah, well, it was the first year that I, I hadn't been selected. And, you know, that's on my fault as well. I started getting a lot more of love for drama and acting. So, you know, rugby wasn't necessarily my number one, number one. Um, so, yeah, I kind of to fall out a little bit. And then I just started to pursue acting even more so I know and I've said this to people before and I think we've had this conversation before I know that there's an alternate reality out there where I am either a Chiefs player or a Waikato player or I'm potentially an All Black now I know that's a a big crown to put on my head but I was really going that way and I had the support of Waikato um, and things like that but I just um, yeah it didn't go the way that it was looking that it was going to go Um, so, and then, yeah, I mean, at the same time I was doing athletics, I was doing shot put, um, and, and I was really good at athletics. I was really good at shot put. I went to North Islands a few times and competed. Um, so yeah, I basically just wanted to share my, my love of sport and how just great it is in school and growing up to have a sport because there's community you're having physical education not education you're having physical activity and it's just great for the morale great for the body um and great to meet people and 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 experience things like that traveling around the country and stuff um but then as you said before right at the start of this i got to i got to university and i wasn't playing any sport i packed on like 15 kgs because of whole food um and yeah i'm not playing any sport anymore which 
I, I miss, I must say. I mean, it's at my own fault. I could go back and play sport at any time. Um, but yeah, it's just amazing how you get to the next chapter in your life and priorities really shift. Um, and and that is that is my sporting story. <laughs> I think you and I, I think, and th- I mean, th- thank you for sharing. It's, it's, as with a lot of the stuff we talk about on, on the podcast, really interesting because I, I knew that you were a good young rugby player. I knew that you took it seriously, but I definitely didn't know that, you know, that amount of, of backstory. And I think I probably had a similar relationship with sport that you did growing up. Like I loved sport. I still, I still do. If anything, I think my love of sport has grown in terms of the different sports that I, I follow yeah. but I don't think I ever really found my calling from a sports perspective I was definitely a jack of all trades which in secondary school can kind of work in your favor because oh, yeah. there is there's an ability to play multiple sports there's a positive peer reputation that you can grow for yourself if you play multiple sports I mean the kid that is in two first first uh teams and plays a third sport mm, is probably mm. perceived as being more talented he says in air brackets than like the kid that is like a national rapper at an individual sports you know cross country whatever obviously yep. not not saying that but yeah so i played soccer all the way from football played football <laughs> all the way from age six through to year 10 it was always like uh I, I was good, but I was never one of the best three players on, on my team, but like a real, a really solid um, football player. And then I decided in year 11 to switch to rugby because I knew I'd never play rugby. I was I was ahead of the time enough to know I will never play rugby outside of school. Mm. I'm not going to play club rugby or anything. So if you're going to play it, play it within the confines of like a relatively safe environment. So I played uh, under 15s in year 11. I think I got dispensation because it was my first season and because I was relatively light. Um, Played under 15s and yeah, played fullback for most of that season and really enjoyed it. Like I definitely had a brain for the game, being able to, yeah, having watched enough rugby and fullback a lot of your time is spent watching what's happening. Um, Really enjoyed that. And then the next year I played second 15 rugby, which I didn't enjoy quite as much because I think second 15 can be a bit of a, grubby yeah it's hard like yeah yeah it's a lot of kids that i mean let's be honest a lot of kids that haven't made first 15 and probably play a slightly different style of of rugby um still enjoyed it but then yeah my year 13 i was never going to play rugby because i i had done the two-year dash i played cricket all the way through played first 15 first 15 (laughs) first yeah, they've caught me out in a lie. First at 11 cricket in year 12 and year 13 and then played senior A basketball in, in year 11 to 13 as well. But again, was never brilliant at any of them. Mm. And yeah, I often wonder when I think back on my childhood, if I'd found my niche calling and just committed to that, like I think I had an, I'd have enough sporting ability in me to again, have had some kind of alternate timeline like you, but I don't think I fit any of the mold of any of the New Zealand sports. Mm. I think for me, it would be baseball or um, uh, AFL, Australian rules football, a sport that requires enough running sort of fitness ability to kick, which like I, that was one of my things of rugby. Like I love to kick so much, but more than, 
you is should. needed within, yeah, more than you should in <laughs> yeah. union. Um, or if I'd, and it's interesting that you say that you're a goalie, because I think if I was to go back, I would just commit to being a goalie really early on. Yeah, nice. And then, because that's sort of an individual skill set within a team game. Yeah. I don't think I have it within me to be like a tennis player or a swimmer or I nah, love team sports. Nah. It's team sports enough. Um, but yeah, I'm the same as you now. I don't, I haven't been doing sports for a while, except when I was in, in Bristol, I, I played um, in a tag rugby team, which cool. is, is not touch. It's, it's for me much better than touch because it's essentially ripper rugby. Mm-hmm. What we all know is ripper rugby, but they've just got a, a more solid set of rules. You're allowed to kick whenever you want, but if you, if the kicks go above shoulder it's like a handover um you know it's it's semi-contact because obviously you can run at a line and if people don't get yeah. a tag you yeah. can go yeah. through the line um but yeah it was really interesting discovering a sport that i was really really suited to so late in life like i was probably better at tag rugby than any sport i've ever played <laughs> um they were trying to uh so i was playing in like my my team within a league in bristol and the people that were organizing the great britain team were trying to see if i had any like british blood to be able oh, to trial for the british team and i was like nope sorry you can't have me it's not gonna happen um but yeah sports is definitely part of childhood that that i remember very fondly yeah um as well as a few other things which i just wrote down i thought why the hell not um Pack lunches? How good is pack lunch? Oh, pack lunch. Real quick, what was in your pack lunch? Oh, it was... Obviously um, different years, but like the bog standard. Yeah, yeah. There was yogurt. Mm-hmm. Um, there would potentially be a piece of uh, piece of fruit somewhere yep. in there. Uh, there would be uh, one of the roll-ups. Is it a roll-up? A roll-up. Naughty. Um, that's high sugar, but so, yeah, so good. Yeah, yeah, but so, so good. The um, envy of the playground. Yeah. I, I'm trying to remember whether I, I mean I definitely had sandwiches, but I was trying to remember if it was a staple or not. Maybe a bag of crisps, maybe a bag of yeah, chips as well probably. in there. Um, and then I got to high school and I just started buying everything from the canteen. Tax shops, Tuck so shops. dangerous, bro. So good, <laughs> so dangerous. Yeah, what about I think yourself? It's probably similar. Uh, always a piece of fruit of some kind. Huge on a yogurt, muesli bar, big. Probably some kind of chips, and then sandwiches. Yeah, really varied. I did the rounds, man. Peanut butter, ham was a big at one time. Yeah, ham. Um, yeah. Marmite cheese was a huge phase for Ooh. me. Um, but yeah, just thought I'd sh- you know, shout out school lunch. How, shout out, yeah, man. How great is a packed lunch? Yeah, um, I just I just remember having to sit underneath the trees with your lunch and you weren't allowed to leave the tree area unless you had finished your lunch. Yeah. And then you were allowed to go play. I mean, pretty pretty good pretty good system it's amazing the things as kids that we didn't want to do didn't want to go to sleep how great is sleep didn't oh, so want to good. have a shower how nice is a bit of hot running water didn't want to eat our food how lucky are we to especially at that age we know lots of kids in new zealand don't have access to school lunches how privileged to have school lunch but something about the childhood brain we don't want the things that are good for us yeah um, <laughs> another thing that was big in my memory was uh reading I, I still have a bookshelf in, in mum and dad's, well, in my room at mum and dad's house um, that I've actually been dipping into this week because great kids' books are readable no matter how old you are. Yeah. Uh, Asterix Big, Tintin Big, Percy Jackson series, Artemis Fowl, uh, Cherub. You ever read the Cherub series? Cherub. No, I didn't. No, I never. No, I was not a big reader of my childhood. Mm-hmm. Not a big reader. Didn't read a lot. 
too busy being a bloody superstar rugby and yeah, uh, sort of uh, pretty under, much. under whatever white kind yeah. of football. Um, <laughs> and of course, Harry Potter that needs its own its own podcast. Um, I also li- used to listen to Radio Sport quite a lot, which sadly has not lasted post COVID. They shut it down, but yeah, I remember being in my in my bedroom, sort of after lights out, and plugging a pair of headphones into transistor radio and like listening to to sport late at night. That was one of the things that I used to do and. And interestingly, as someone that's so, you know, we're so interested in pop culture and the arts and creative stuff now, I didn't watch a lot of TV and and movies as a kid. Oh, wow. And And what I did, I think, was probably crap, like, you know, random Nickelodeon stuff on TV2 after school or, you know, I remember Recess and, like, Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, that Mm, sort of stuff. mm, But mm. I don't remember movies that were big. So I'm really bad on the whole cult movie 90s early 2000s stuff like still haven't seen et watched back to the future for the first time last year watched jurassic park for the first time last year i clearly missed a whole phase of oh you um, did also never had an emo phase or like any kind of oh my god yeah i don't i i I have this conversation with friends sometimes and she's like what were you doing like after school like what were you doing in those like shut the door bedroom afternoons it's like i don't know probably like at cricket practice or something like i i but yeah it's just it was really funny to just have to write a really quick list and realize oh yeah this took up my time and this took up my time but yeah, yeah yeah what was i doing between 1995 and 2003 that i missed like all of these things that were iconic in kids childhoods but i mean that just goes to show the fact that you can grow up in exactly the same country and in some cases the same city and in some cases the same school as kids and your childhood can be completely, completely, completely different. Completely different. Completely different. Yeah. And on that note, childhood, how great. Um, we hope us going through our our back catalogue of weird and wonderful hasn't been disinteresting to listen to, but I've really enjoyed learning a little bit more about about you and, and never would have picked you as a, a goalie at all yeah man yeah you should you should see me on the spot bro so good bro we gotta next time we're we're together we gotta go to the park and get some pens going oh keen keen (laughs) dust off the gloves which will definitely be way too small and way too crusty to (laughs) even open so Um, true but as we promised last week yes this week we are bringing back the stuff quiz segment from i think three episodes ago yep um i've still saved a few of the uh, the beers that matt sent me but it was so nice as i said to him to uh have had a brew a brew or two or four bought for me by a friend and be able to enjoy it not being in the same city so today we're going to do the exact same thing the august the first stuff daily quiz and what is the prize that we are competing to have the rights to receive today matt uh, today's prize comes from the mighty uh, Waikato. Um, only good thing to come out of Hamilton, really. Uh, and that is wow. <laughs> that is Good George. Um, good George. Yeah, so it's a Good George um, mixed six cider favourites. Um, so it's a 4.5% uh, alcoholic content. Uh, and it comes with a Doris Plum, an mm. extra dry apple, and yep. a rosé cider so two of each uh it's a six pack and yeah i thought yeah let's just chuck a bit of cider in it this week but good george can say absolutely great flavor great beers uh, it's a great experience so tried and tested and yeah. are we using um fine wine delivery again we are using fine we wine are. delivery we again. did the podcast did reach out to fine wine deliveries to see if they were interested in sponsoring the podcast 
we've heard nothing about, but we remain <laughs> quietly confident of yes. uh, securing an exclusive advertising deal with them. <laughs> but to the quiz, to the quiz we go. Here we go. The August first morning trivia challenge. Uh yes, morning trivia yep. challenge. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm always worried that they're going to ask us the questions in different orders, but I think they. Don't. I'm pretty sure they're the same. Is your first question relating to household emissions? Uh, yes, it is. Excellent. Perfect. Well, I'll start things off for question one of this week. And please feel free to play along. Let us know uh, if you do the quiz and if you absolutely destroy our scores. Let us know. Name and shame. If you suck and you get two and we get ten, you won't let us know and that's fine. So we'll assume every listen that we have that doesn't come with an accompanying uh, response to scores means we've beaten you. So question one. <laughs> Which New Zealand region has the lowest household emissions per person? Southland, Otago, Northland, or the West Coast? Which New Zealand region Mm. has the lowest household emissions per person? Yeah. Now, my kind of thinking on this one, I was going, I was trying to think of like maybe like fire, like wood, you know, like burning um, emissions, like chimneys. So I was trying to think of hot and cold places. That's, That's where my kind of thinking's going with it. I think okay. I've got my answer. I think I've got my answer. What are you yeah. going to lock in? I'm going to lock in West Coast. Oh, I'm going to go Northland. All right. Shall we have a look? Here we go. Ooh. Oh, it is Southland. Southland. Okay. I was thinking near the equator, maybe less heating. I don't know. <laughs> we'll never know why. We just props to you, Southlanders. Good for you. You're Good doing for you. great for the country. Second question. Question two. How many rounds make up a Tabata workout? 12, 6, 8, or 4. Tabata. I think it might be pronounced Tabata. Tabata? A Tabata workout? I still have no idea what that is. I think it's, I think it's like not CrossFit, but it's, it's a similar, similar concept. Okay. How many rounds? Rounds. Um, I mean. Okay. I'm just trying to think of sets, really. Sets of. Yeah. It's of Okay, I've got my I think going, I know I'm gonna go. Yeah, for. I'm going for eight. I'm going for eight as well. Here we go. Hey, hey. There we are. Rounds eight in is the correct workout. answer. One or after two. Alright, question three. Lady Jane Grey was Queen of England for how long? Oh. Nine years, nine weeks, nine hours, or nine days? Lady Jane Grey. Lady Jane. Well Lady I Grey s- is a T slightly more floral than earl grey and that is giving me <laughs> no information to answer the question well I um we're it's implying jane. a trick question there somewhere isn't there lady yeah, jane yeah. grey i mean well they always like to chuck in these what nine hours just to yeah um it could be i got no idea but i do yeah. know what i'm gonna guess okay i'm gonna i'm gonna go nine years i'm gonna go nine weeks let's see nine oh nine days, days. Well, wow. people interested in history, you can go and look up why. But I can tell you, I'm not a Lady Grey fan. Earl nope. Grey or English Breakfast, far more my cup of tea. Excuse <laughs> the pun. All right, question four. Samuel Moores sent the first telegraph message. True or false? All right, I know what I'm going for. Well, it, Morse code, first telegraph, Morse. Yeah, so it's true. I'm going False. No. Yes, Morse, I thought it would be Morse code. In, I, thought, I thought Morse code, but I thought that would be something unrelated. Yeah, true, true. All right, you've taken an early I've lead. taken the lead. A solid 2-1 after four questions. Question five. The outer layer of the Statue of Liberty is made from which metal? Ooh. Silver, copper, 
brass or bronze. Oh, the outer that's... layer of the Statue of Liberty is made from which metal? Now, famously, a sort of green, bluey. I thought when I read the question, I was going to know the answer. Yeah, because I know that the green is kind of like it's the naturally... oxid. It's the oxidization, isn't it? <laughs> oh, hello, science. Yeah, isn't it the oxidization of the metal which makes it like rust and turn green? Yes. Yeah. Um, I still I... have no idea what I'm going for. I'm gonna go. All right, I think I'm gonna. I'm either okay, so I'm gonna split oh. it. It's either bronze or brass for me. Oh, bronze, bronze or, or brass. brass. I'm I'm locking in bronze. Okay, I'm gonna go copper. Let's have a look. Dang it! Yes. Oh. I thought I knew it wouldn't be silver. Yeah. Because in no. my head I had this sort of the brown to green turn. Yeah. But I've, yeah, cl- yeah. I've clawed You've one clawed back. It back. Two all after five. Uh, question six. Which character in Greek mythology had a faithful dog that recognised him after 20 years apart? Odysseus, Perseus, Theseus, or Aeneas? Uh, so many. I mean, they all... For me, they're all the same bloody person. I think um, I know the answer to this one. Had a I did do classics at school. Dog. Okay. Well, okay. I'm going to go Theseus. I'm going Odysseus, and I think... Let's see the answer. Yeah, well done. Uh, done. My only instinct for that was that the Trojan War was for a long time, and then after the Trojan War, Odysseus took a long time getting home, so I simply knew that he'd been away from home for a long time. Uh, I have read the Odyssey. Don't remember there being a dog. No, neither. uh, Thank you, Classics, for that one. Question seven. Where in the US is Harvard University? Massachusetts, Rhode Island, Maine, or California? God, do you know this? You should know I this. know the answer to this. And interestingly, this week, uh, I I looked at I looked up how many uh, Ivy League schools there were in the US, just as I thought maybe something like that would pop up. And this Harvard being an Ivy League school, technically, is almost like my research has helped Dang yes it. i do know what the answer is so i'll filibuster while you make a decision. okay well i'm 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 gonna lock in rhode island i'm doing massachusetts Dang and it. i think i will find yes oh, clive and university university that's not boston accent you've seen goodwill hunting right yes and they all speak with that sort of boston mass boston because hive it hive it by so that scene where they go in and they're like... Coffee. Uh, uh, my, you know, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck do their whole spiel about how you like them apples. Hyper uh, yeah. University is in Boston, Mass. I've taken the lead. We're back on. Dang Question it. eight. Uh, Gary Barlow was a member of which boy band? One Direction, Westlife, Boyzone, or Take That? Um, I think I know the answer just because something has happened lately or did happen i think i know my answer i uh, see i th- off the top i thought i knew the answer and now i mean we know it's not 1d we know it's not 1d uh, uh mm, okay okay i i'm gonna stick with what my instinct was because i'll be more annoyed if i don't do that guess and yep. then yep. i changed my my instinct said take that uh, I am also locking in Take That. Oh, let's have a look-see. Yep, well We're done. We're both right. Well done. I think Robbie Williams was in Take That as well, right? And him and Gary Barlow have a bad relationship yeah, I think they, kind of yeah, because of it? Yeah, they had a it? bad split. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, those boy bands. But good on good on both of us for knowing that. We got that. Well done. Uh, question nine. What colour is... I don't know how to pronounce this. Agate? Agate? It could be anything. Agate? Yeah. Well, the options are black, orange, white, or it can be many different colours. Oh, now, what? I don't know about you, but I have a picture that has many different colours in yeah, it, which could same be tricking here. us or could be completely... Uh, Completely the case. I've got no idea. I'm no, neither do I. I'm. I mean, I'm going to go and I'm going to go many different colours just because it's the weird one there. Yeah, I'm going to go black. Let's have a look. Yes. Oh, <laughs> it can be many sometimes, different colours. Sometimes the stuff quiz. <laughs> I, I know. Remember, sometimes they do questions where they're like, "What letter is beside this on a keyboard?" and they show you the picture. Yeah. But then sometimes they will show you pictures that don't help. So it's always up to you as to whether you want to. Uh, Take it or not. True. I think we're even. Are we even? I think you might be one up. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, question 10. The human brain is 80% water. False or true? Now, I know that the human body is what, 70? Is it, isn't it 70 to 80% water? It's very high. Body? Yeah. So the human brain is that 80% water. Uh I'm, I'm gonna go f- false. As am I. Surely it can't be. Oh my gosh! Oh well, it is. Oh, there you go. Human brain, eighty percent water. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't wait for your answer. I thought uh, my instinct <laughs> said. I mean, I didn't get it right, anyways. But yeah. I, I, well, again, we're we're learning. <laughs> Question eleven. Carly Simon's song "Nobody Nobody Does It Better" is from which Bond film? Live and Let Die, The Spy Who Loved Me, Moonraker, and Octopussy. Nobody does Nobody it better. Nobody does it better. Now, I, I haven't seen any of these. Yeah, I, I, I haven't seen a lot of Bond. Um, I think I've seen Live and Let Die. Um, Nobody does it better. I don't even better. know if Carly Simon's from a specific like decade, or mm. I could probably give you the order at which these were released, but this is just going to be an absolute guess. And I think I'm going to lock in... I'm going The Spy Who Loved Me. Bro, I was going The Spy Who Loved Me. Oh, we both lock it in? Yeah. Oh! Oh, we, we did it! got it right. <laughs> well, there you go. I thought... I thought... I've never really heard of The Spy Who Loved Me, so... And I've never heard of the song, so that mm. sort of seemed to be good logic. Uh, question 12. What is the name of the island in the film Jaws? Amnesty? Amity? anniversary or artery now Now, i'm trying i'm trying to picture that beach sign as i said earlier you can quote me on it i not good with quote quote cult movies never seen jaws what i have done is been on the universal lot where they go around like you it's like a ride you go on the lot being passed where they filmed the not that that's going to help me um but I've never seen Jaws, so there's a bit of a guess. It's an educated guess, but... Yeah. I mean, for me, it's either Amnesty or Amity. I can just see that on the beach sign in Jaws. I'm pretty sure. All right, I know what I'm going to go for. I'm going to put in Amnesty. I'm going Amity, because I don't think it's a word other than the other three. But let's see. Dang it. <sighs> oh, my gosh. Down to the final three. Dang it! I, I have lost. I have lost track though. 
Um, question thirteen: How did National Jury's Brown? How did National's Jerry Brownlee describe a recent political poll showing the party had sunk to twenty five point one percent support? Now the answers are rogue, wild, ridiculous, and specious. I know the answer to this. Oh well, I mean, it could be any of them. I know they don't believe it. So, I mean, I'm going ridiculous then. I'm going rogue, and I believe it is the answer. Oh my. Guys, me and Final quizzes two. just don't go together. Final two. We better see how they go. Oh, all right. True or falses? Drone bees. Drone bees are uh, male, male, female. Female. Uh, I'll talk aloud as the person in the lead. I wouldn't want you to give me any sort of any indication. Mm. I know that there are a few different kind of bees. There are drone bees, and then I don't know if a drone bee is the one that gets the honey, but then there are the bees that only job is to have sex with the queen bee i'm i think i know i think i know what i'm gonna guess yeah i have my answer Do you know what I'm going for? yes i'm gonna go for male because i think yep. that i'm just gonna guess that the drone bees are the ones that have sex with the queen yeah so am i yep and it's correct that is correct it's down to the last question oh, i no. think i might be up a couple i think you're ahead but by we'll two. see which of these songs is this my question uh, my yes. question. Which of these songs is 20 years old this year? Country Grammar by Nelly, In the End by Linkin Park, Bye 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 by NSYNC, or all of them released in 2000? Uh, again, this is going to sting me as someone that doesn't remember much music from 2000 except Elton John, Robbie Williams. I don't know. So I think I'm going to go for all of them released in 2000 yeah i was gonna say the same thing i think i'm pretty sure i know that in the end by lincoln park was 20 years uh, and i'm i don't know the other two but i'm just gonna guess all of them are released in 2000 as well let's have a look yep yeah yep. yeah and yep. i think with questions like that if you think there's a chance that two of them are it can't be two so it has to be one or three yeah just as we build our stuff sort of our our guessing but in the end over 15 questions somehow i have managed to scrape myself to 10 out of 15 oh my gosh i only got seven wow in the how, how do you what's the tune of in the end in the end it doesn't even matter one thing before the last I don't question. know why it doesn't even matter how hard you try <laughs> no. keep that in mind I designed this right to explain it two times sorry that's I'm done well I may have won the quiz but Matt has won the hearts of fans as I'm sure that people associate associate it's not the right word they have fond memories of your ability and theirs to listen to Linkin Park and be sad and be angry whereas I didn't watch Jaws and Linkin Park I just didn't listen to them. So, yeah. so yeah. Well, that was that was during my uh, emo phase. A lot of uh, a lot of that style of music, <laughs> which is a discussion for another time. Yes. Yeah, I would love to have a massive chat about about why 
emo phases and goth phases and all that stuff comes in. But yeah, but unfortunately, we've gone on, we've gone on for for too long to have that kind of discussion. We but have before we, we have. finish the the podcast for for this week. Uh, it is Matt's turn to share some some music. Who have you got? Who have you got for us today? Yeah, yeah. So um, I've got a uh, this band is uh, quite close to my heart. Um, have seen them many a times rocking the stage down in Wellington. Uh, stages of uh, Caroline and uh, Lee Roy's as well. Um, and this band is a band of crooks. Um, now, Band of Crooks is a, a five-piece band uh, from from Wellington in Central New Zealand, mm-hmm. um, and they're kind of uh, they're hip hop rock um, is Ooh. how they like to describe themselves. Hip hop, hip hop rock, uh, technical rhymes, punchlines, riffs, and bass, uh, and just like great energy. Um, but it's uh, fronted by MC rapper uh, Lewin Lanky Kadroan. Um, now, Lewin, I had the pleasure with working with at Barker's. Uh, in Wellington on Lampton Quay. Uh, he has been working there for years cool. and we always used to go to his gigs. Um, but continuing on with the rest of the band, uh, guitar and vocals by uh, Luke uh, Gores. Gores? I hope... I, uh, Luca, sorry, not Luke. Uh, I don't think I'm saying your last name right, but I'm very sorry. Uh, drums by Ben Young. Bass by Angus Love. And keys uh, by Bella Gores. Um, they're a brother, brother-sister combo in the band there, which is a really cool dynamic. Um, now, yeah, Band of Crooks, as I said, been ripping up the stage for years now. Uh, and they just last month, um, they released their new EP uh, called The Crooked EP. Mm. Um, and yeah, you know what, James? I thought, why not we just have a, a little listen to the, the vibe that the guy, these guys give off? Something yeah, looking forward chest. to it, bro. Something on my chest. Yeah. There's a beast inside me, needs to get out Fork in the tongue, a dragon in the mouth It's from deep inside me, it's what I'm all about Smoke in the lung, flames are coming now Flames are coming now Got a dragon in the mouth Yeah Check it I invoke dragon energy Slay any enemy, mic up the weaponry, play a dark beat to me. I paint perfect pictures, framed with dark scenery. Emerging from a smoke cloud, the fixed smoke of greenery. A slim silhouette, standing tall on the balcony, chucking dolls off like a dark MJ parody. The media's massing in massive numbers for miles, looking like crocs off the Nile, snap you from the top of the pile. I'm still painting all the while, displaying my guile, like a chess master with zero. Losses on file, I swing my sword like a hero. Destined as a child, I say hi with a smile though, cause my temper settings mild I keep it well chained the side of me that's wild it's lanky with the raw style man of crooks on course now but keep it far from sterile live not a compressed file live so we can show you how live so we can touch the crowd so we can touch the crowd yeah and that is band of crooks dragon in the mouth, in the mouth. uh this absolutely hits uh in the in the in the clubs and on stage um it was yeah their first really uh big big release of a um song they dropped that back in 2018 um and now it is on their crooked ep as well um and yeah i just a great vibe uh lewin is is such a good rapper um and it's really funny when you look at lewin uh on this on the side of the street and will you see him working at barker's you would not think that he could do this on stage um and yeah, no, that... it's a sick, it's a sick crossover vibe, man. Like when you said hip hop rock, 
in my head I, I and I haven't listened to to Band of Crooks at all. I I was looking forward to going in going in with no expectations and yeah, really interesting uh crossover of of genres and and strangely like musical esque to me in both like you can have like rock musicals and obviously yeah as we've been talking about Hamilton as a as a hip hop musical mm, it really mm. gave me vibes of that but just weighed down a much like grungier yeah yeah uh, it's a little bit gr- a little bit of grime a little bit of yeah, grime sure. yeah um and this this next song um well I mean hey I'll let it just speak for itself yeah. chair the 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 riff the down out yeah and then just drums down out and yes, giving so, space for the vocals down yeah out. and that's what they and that's what i love that this band does band of crooks is that they do give themselves space and the the mm. riffs that they can go off each other it really feels like you're getting a piece of every single instrument on stage um and then yeah same with lewin as well the way that he can give space to those but when he comes in over the top it's absolutely amazing and i mean because you're vibing with this, I wanted to just do one last excerpt from this exact same song, Lifted. Yeah, of course. Um, because it, uh, I absolutely vibe this these next lines of verse, so uh, oh, have a listen and enjoy. For me it's like a second nature, coming off this pen and paper, reaching into my verbal data, base for the right flavour, flammable like petrol vapour, burning cats for whack behaviour, my style ever greater, mine is the style I favour, when I put pen to paper my method be major, words to cut you like a razor, DJ reaching for the fader, lyrical wasteland raider, I'm focused like a laser beam, MVP on a dream team, being kin since preteen, watching rappers bling gleam, seeing battlers bury a team, booty clappers set the scene, we rolling up that sticky green, sticky icky icky, the dope and the rizzy rizzy, keeping the dizzy busy with the mind for this whizzy, no I'm a Grown kiddie, grew up on Buster Shady and Biddy. UK rap from the city. I'm not in this for a quickie. Do it cause it's within me. Up the ladder of life, I shimmy. It's in my bones, not any skin deep. And I'll be doing this till they all creep. Yeah. Yes, yes. Getting lifted. One. Oh, Yo. Band of Crooks lifted. 
I so good, man. Absolutely love that song. Uh, yeah, they released that one last year, 2019. But once again, it's on their Crooked EP. Um, and I can't tell you the amount of times I've yeah just been vibing uh, with so many people jumping around on stage. Um, it's yeah, I absolutely love them. You know, a bit, big vibe uh, difference from what we did with um, Two Day Coma uh, yeah. a few weeks ago. Um, but yeah, I basically just wanted to give my love to Band of Crooks this weekend. Give my love back to Lewin down there in Wellington. Um, I know he's still rocking it out uh, in Barkers, but they're they're still got their game up. They're doing gigs at Leroy's most of the time, um, house parties as well um, down there in Welly. So if you haven't checked them out already. Uh, go check them out on Spotify and iTunes, Band of Crooks. You can also find them on Instagram as well. Um, and then Band of Crooks Official on Facebook. Um, yeah, go give them love. Go give them support. Um, and yeah, go li- go listen to their music because I think what they're doing is just a, a great vibe if you haven't listened to it already. Yeah, that's awesome, bro. It's definitely the kind of music where you, like, you listen to recorded track and you go, I can see how this would be even better live with a crowd yeah um and the, one of the great things about about wellington is is how well advertised sort of small band artist experiences are and so now it's in my head band of crooks i'm sure next time like we said at this at the top with the coincidences and the and the chance and the putting patterns together and stuff the next time my brain vaguely sees band of crooks on a on a phantom bill stickers poster <laughs> i know i'm gonna go yep I know these guys. I like the sound of them. Where are they playing? Um, which is which is exactly what we've been wanting to do with this with the music shout out. So thank you so much for for sharing them today. Band of Crooks, go and listen to them and all the places that Matt Matt said. And for those of you in in Wellington, uh, keep your eyes peeled for for when they might be playing their their next gig. Or just go into Barker's and maybe he'll, uh, <laughs> the man himself will slap out a little acoustic number um, for you if you buy enough shirts and pants. <laughs> that would be, be so brilliant. Do that. Go do that, please. <laughs> yes, we definitely can promise that on his behalf. And uh, his working days and hours are... No, uh, we won't no, go that far. No. Um, but we've gone a little bit long today, so we, we won't... Um, say too much at the end but Matt thank you so much for sharing Band of Crooks Uh, in three weeks time we'll be back with another short dash stuff quiz uh, creative sharing episode but as per usual thank you everyone for listening thank you Matt for today and thank you for sharing about childhood and and as we always say give us feedback if you've got it let us know if you've got any specific childhood memories and uh, of course happy birthday to dad if you've listened to this at some point <laughs> See you next time guys. See you next time. Peace.